Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we'll be reading Matthew 1, verses 18 to 25, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please take a moment to pause and ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. These verses begin by telling us two great truths. They tell us how the Lord Jesus Christ took our nature upon him and became man. They also tell us that his birth was miraculous. His mother Mary was a virgin. These are very mysterious subjects. They are depths which we have no line to fathom. They are truths which we do not have mind enough to comprehend. Let us not attempt to explain things which are above our feeble reason. Let us be content to believe with reverence and not speculate about matters which we cannot understand. Enough for us to know that with him who made the world nothing is impossible. Let us rest in the words of the Apostles' Creed. Jesus Christ was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Let us observe the conduct of Joseph. Described in these verses is a beautiful example of godly wisdom and tender consideration of others. He saw the appearance of evil in her who was his espoused wife, but he did nothing rashly. He waited patiently to have the line of duty made clear In all probability, he laid the matter before God in prayer. Whoever believes will not be in haste. Isaiah 28, verse 16. The patience of Joseph was graciously rewarded. He received a direct message from God on the subject of his anxiety and was at once relieved from all his fears. How good it is to wait on God! Who has ever cast his cares on God in hearty prayer and seen him fail. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Proverbs 3, verse 6. Let us observe the two names given to our Lord in these verses. One is Jesus, the other Emmanuel. One describes his office, the other his nature. Both are deeply interesting. The name Jesus means Savior. It is the same name as Joshua in the Old Testament. It is given to our Lord because he saves his people from their sins. This is 
his special office. He saves them from the guilt of sin by washing them in his own atoning blood. He saves them from the dominion of sin by putting the sanctifying spirit in their hearts. He saves them from the presence of sin when he takes them out of the world to rest with him. He will save them from all consequences of sin when he will give them a glorious body on the last day. Blessed and holy are Christ's people. From sorrow, cross, and conflict they are not saved, but they are saved from sin forevermore. They are cleansed from guilt by Christ's blood. They are made fit for heaven by Christ's Spirit. This is salvation. He who cleaves to sin is not yet saved. Jesus is a very encouraging name to heavy-laden sinners. He who is King of kings and Lord of lords might lawfully have taken some more high-sounding title, but he he does not do so. The rulers of this world have often called themselves great, conquerors, bold, magnificent, and the like. The Son of God is content to call himself Savior. The souls which desire salvation may draw near to the Father with boldness and have access with confidence through Christ. It is his office and his delight to show mercy. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. John 3, verse 17. Jesus is a name which is peculiarly sweet and precious to believers. It has often done them good when the favor of kings and princes would have been heard with no concern. It has given them what money cannot buy, even inward peace. It has eased their wearied consciences and given rest to their heavy hearts. The Song of Solomon speaks of the experience of many when it says, Your name is oil poured out. Song of Solomon 1 verse 3. Happy is that person who trusts not merely in vague notions of God's mercy and goodness, but in Jesus. The other name in these verses is scarcely less interesting than that just referred to. It is the name which is given to our Lord from his nature as God manifest in the flesh. He is called Emmanuel, God with us. Let us take care that we have clear views of our Lord Jesus Christ's nature and person. It is a point of the deepest importance. We should settle it firmly in our minds that our Savior is perfect man as well as perfect God, and perfect God as well as perfect man. If we once lose sight of this great foundational truth, we may run into fearful heresies. The name Emmanuel takes in the whole mystery. Jesus is God with us. He had a nature like our own in all things, sin only accepted. But through Jesus was with us in human flesh and blood. He was at the very same time God. We shall often find as we read the Gospels that our Savior could be weary and hungry and thirsty could weep and groan and feel pain like one of ourselves. In all this, we see 
the man, Christ Jesus. We see the nature he took on him when he was born of the Virgin Mary. But we shall also find in the same Gospels that our Savior knew men's hearts and thoughts, that he had power over devils, that he could work the mightiest of miracles with a word, that he was ministered to by angels, that he allowed a disciple to call him my God, and that he said, Before Abraham was, I am, and I and my Father are one. In this, in all this, we see the eternal God. We see him who is over all, God, blessed forever. Amen. Romans 9 verse 5. Would you have a strong foundation for your faith and hope? Then keep in constant view your Savior's divinity. He in whose blood you are taught to trust in the Almighty God. All power is his in heaven and earth. None can pluck you out of his hand. If you are a true believer in Jesus, let not your heart be troubled or afraid. Would you have sweet comfort in trial and suffering? Then keep in constant view your Savior's humanity. He is the man Christ Jesus, who lay on the bosom of the Virgin Mary as a little infant and knows the heart of a man. He can be touched with the feeling of your infirmities. He has himself experienced Satan's temptations. He has endured hunger. He has shed tears. He has felt pain. Trust him at all times with all your sorrows. He will not despise you. Pour out all your heart before him in prayer and keep nothing back. He can sympathize with his people. Let these thoughts sink deep into your minds. Let us bless God for the encouraging truths which the first chapter of the New Testament contains. It tells us of one who saves his people from their sins. But this is not all. It tells us that this Savior is Emmanuel, God himself, and yet God with us. God manifest in human flesh like our own. This is glad tidings. This is indeed good news. Let us feed on these truths in our hearts with faith and thanksgiving. That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts on these verses. Let us carefully consider what we've heard today, and may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for His glory. Thank you.